let me tell you about uh, Grip 6 right now as the sun is climbing high into the morning sky. There is a guy in Texas checking his fifth oil rig of the day, making sure the machinery is in proper, proper working order just in case, just in case. Thousands of miles away from in Iowa, a farmer's wife is digging in the garden. She planted behind the house, pulling tomatoes right off the vine. And in Florida, there's a guy walking an uncrowded morning beach, waving a metal detector in search of treasures. You know what all these people have in common? Socks, grip six. I mean, even the guy with the metal detector, those socks don't look stupid on him. If you want socks that'll keep your feet cool in the summer, warm in the winter, socks made with the latest in wool technology that will actually keep your feet cool and warm, you don't have to look any further than Grip 6. I wear them. I enjoy them. I think you're going to, too. Just put your trust in hard-earned money in a company that does it right here in America. We thank the sponsor, Grip6, for being with us and standing with America. Grip6.com slash Beck. Grip6.com slash Beck. of miracles have happened that horrible rail strike that was going to devastate everything burn us down to the ground panic everyone has suddenly been averted how did this happen we'll tell you in 60 seconds Lillian wrote in about her dog's experience with rough green she says uh, I have the pickiest chihuahua on the planet seriously I was at wit's end trying to get her to eat any form of dog food and she wasn't getting the proper nutrition. Well, in comes Rough Greens, changes everything, and now I can add, you know, this to her home-cooked meals and she eats it up. She's already a pretty healthy dog, but I'm sure she's going to remain one for years and years to come. I saw healthy changes in my dog and Uno was the same way. He just wouldn't eat. He just wouldn't eat. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it that they want to give you a trial bag just so your dog can try it and, and eat it. If they don't like it. You're not out anything. You just pay for the shipping. And if your dog does like it, get a full bag and start feeding them and watch the difference. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. It's free trial bag. Just pay for shipping. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or 833-GLEN33. All right. We uh, we have a, just some amazing news. Amazing news. The railroad strike that could have halted large amounts of food shipments during harvest season would have would have meant that 300,000 barrels of oil a day were stopped 
and food would rot. The, the supply chain would be broken perhaps forever now. Thousands of people that ride Amtrak mysteriously for some reason would be abandoned. This, 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 we are just hours away from this nightmarish nuclear holocaust of a situation. What to do, what to do, what to do. Well, the good news is, now from Reuters, the White House has announced a tentative deal to avert the nationwide disaster. It was a marathon night of negotiations, and President Joe Biden led the way. He said, quote, this deal will keep our critical rail system working and avoid disruption of our economy. Those rail workers are going to get a better pay, improve working conditions and peace of mind around their health care costs. All hard earned. The agreement is also a victory for the railway companies who will be able to retain and recruit more workers for an industry that will continue to be the backbone of the American economy for decades to come. Whoa. Oh, I mean, I didn't sleep last night. I was so worried about it. Because according to some reports, while workers are generally well paid, the strike was actually focused on the quality of life, which is pretty miserable for these people. You know, they have fixed time, lack of overtime due to classification loopholes. They are they're on call for 30 days and they don't and they they can't go to the doctors, et cetera, et cetera. Well, <laughs> that evil Amtrak just wouldn't bend for these poor workers. So, at the last minute, the Biden administration needed to jump in. Now, I, this is such a minor point, I hate to even bring it up, but the president did have a mediation board, um, and it's usual for the government to get involved in something like this because it affects so much. But uh, the president's mediation board in June just got up and walked away and said, you know what, you guys figure this out. You're going to be fine. And everybody was like, wait a minute. Oh, what, what, what do you mean? Uh, you, you, you can't leave. I mean, this is really important. Now, yeah, I think you guys have it. I think you have it. And, um, you know, it didn't go well. For some reason, for the first time, the government's uh, uh, mediation board, who with something as big as this, just gets up and leaves back in June. Wow. What could that have been about? <laughs> Some people say that this is political theater. And I just, I'm sorry. You, what are you saying? That he would have his people walk away in order to create an issue for him to resolve just ahead of the midterms for another victory going in? Well, not another, but a single victory going into the election? That seems so cynical. I mean, that would require truly political theater. Welcome to another episode of Joe Biden Theater, where we join now as Joe Biden joins the all-night session to get America back on track. <laughs> Mr. President, we as your favorite cash cow, which 
You've done everything we've ever asked you to do for decades, despite losing billions of taxpayer dollars. Yes, Amtrak, the ones that you have now suggested you will help us expand our service so we can lose even more money and have even less people riding the trains. Well, Mr. President, even though we're close personal friends for decades now, we just can no longer negotiate with these slimy, coal-dust-ridden workers. I mean, they're the workers, Mr. President. You know, <laughs> they disgust us. I, uh, Mr. President, uh, we as your favorite special interest, you know, are really responsible for your win in 2020, you know. Those of us who hold the good union jobs that you've made the centerpiece of your administration. You know, you, you fought valiantly for us. Uh, you, you know, everything that you do is revolving around us and the unions, you know, uh, and we're at an impasse. There is no way we could ever come to terms. Oh, jeez. Oh, it's so late in the night. I've been working so long. I... Oh, where is Congress? Why have they not weighed in on this looming tragedy just before the election? It's a disaster that could impoverish our people. Stop all of our food deliveries. Stop the deliveries of water. Destroy, destroy the supply chain and raise gas prices just as we are nearly out of our strategic oil reserves. Uh, Mr. President, I would like to point out the, the Republicans did try to pass a bill uh, that would have solved the crisis, you know, like the last 17 times we've come to this impasse. But, you know, we, we really figured those evil Republicans were up to something. So rightfully, the Democrats blocked that bill just last night. Oh, it was our last hope. What to do? What to do? Oh, where could we possibly find our savior? Uh, no? Yeah, now, Line, perhaps I can help. Oh, yes, perhaps I can help. You two, of which I do not know or have ever met. I now find myself in this room in the middle of the night, standing against the wind, which is normal for me. I, I work 18 hours a day. I'm so beaming with useful strength. But, but I do it now not for myself, but for my fellow Americans. Uh, except those m mega terrorists. They're not a. Yes, right, right, right. Go on. I must implore you both now to come together so we may save the Republic. Well, I don't really know. On my family name, my good family name, I will see this done. Oh, Mr. President. <laughs> As a spokesperson for Amtrak, may I just say, maybe these fine individuals who honestly run our rail system may have a point that we should have perhaps listened to earlier. Yeah, yeah, us guys too, you know? Oh, these knuckleheads, they're actually pretty good fellas. We just didn't listen. Ah, oh, and by the way, we didn't really mean we were going to break some legs. Oh, Mr. President, you've helped us see the light. Mr. President, because of you, a brilliant negotiator, and your sound reasoning, you have averted this disaster. All of life is but a theater. Biden political theater. Join us again.
Wow, it couldn't have been anything like that. That's so cynical. So incredibly cynical. <sighs> we'll just believe the mainstream media. Um, okay. Hey, Ron DeSantis is now sending planes full of illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> oh. Now, here's my problem. And I think if you're a leftist, you would agree with me. Right now is not the time for these kind of shenanigans. Okay? It is, this is beyond, oh, sending a couple of busloads of people to uh, New York City, which can barely stand two busloads mm -hmm. of illegal immigrants and will collapse the system. This, this shows you how evil Ron DeSantis really is. Ron is sending these migrants, showing, showing how much he hates people of different color, uh, disregard his wife. Um, he hates them so much that he is sending them into a flood zone where they will all die mm. because of global warming. <clears throat> that island is about to be washed away. I, I, I just don't. Oh, the humanity. Terrible. Terrible. Tragic. Well, catastrophic. 48 migrants landed in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, 48. 48. How are they going to do it? Try that in Texas. You <sighs> could, it would collapse. Yeah. 48. They're overwhelming these cities. They are. Overwhelming they, these they cities. sure are. My gosh. I New mean, York. yes, Texas gets 48 in about 15 minutes. 15 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> Probably less than that. Yeah, I think a lot five less than that. Yeah. Every five minutes, yeah. another 48. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> New York City, the mayor said the city is just scrambling just oh, scrambling it's oh, nearing no. its don't breaking say point don't yeah. say that yeah uh, yeah mm -hmm. do they have a crisis now a border crisis at they martha's vineyard they these governors are turning these cities mm -hmm. into border towns <laughs> which should be great for them right yeah i mean what's the problem you you say that there is no problem in border towns what do you mean by that yeah, you're sanctuary cities, which means you provide sanctuary for illegals. Yes. This should be great for it you. It should be wonderful for you. Hmm. Huh. So. So weird. We have that going for us. Oh, and Rand Paul talked to Dr. Fauci yesterday. We're going to get into that. And then Rand Paul's joining us in just a few minutes. Stand by. Uh, does it seem sometimes like you just have to drag yourself out of bed in the morning, face the day, because, you know, you're going to be in pain? If so, I can relate. Getting up every day for years, thinking, is this what my life is going to be like for the rest of my life? I don't want to do this. And then going to doctor after doctor, trying to find anything that would actually work. Uh, you know what actually got me out of pain? Relief factor. Relief factor. It's, thank God, not a drug, not something that drugs you out. It was developed by doctor has four key ingredients that fight inflammation, which is the source of most of our pain that we deal with. It could work for you. Three week quick start developed for you. Nineteen ninety five. It's a dollar a day like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered relief factor and about 70 percent of them go on to order more. So order relief factor at a relief factor dot com or call 800 for relief 800. The number four relief relief factor dot com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID.
So I wouldn't want to be Dr. Fauci if this is an mm. honest election. No. Uh, and Rand Paul has had a few discussions with Dr. Fauci. You, really? Yeah, a, a couple. And this was really interesting because he started out by showing a clip of Fauci from 2004 uh, mm-hmm. where Fauci talks about the fact that Hey, if you've been infected with the flu, you don't need a vaccine. So he starts there, and it, it just goes downhill for Fauci from then on. But here's the first part where he plays the clip. Uh, but she's had the flu for 14 days. Should she get a flu shot? Well, no. If she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as anybody can be. Because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself. And so she if, she not get re- it? if she really has the flu, if she really has the flu... She definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. Oh, yeah, she, she really has the flu. She right. should not get it again. No, she doesn't need it because the, it, it's mm. the be, it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected mm. yourself. <laughs> okay, so mm. with that in mind, you know, and and in light of what Fauci has said for the last two years, yeah, Rand Paul went on a little bit of a rant. Uh, cut nineteen. <laughs> Actually, actually, words don't lie. If you look at the words behind me, we can go over them a little bit at a time. She doesn't need it because the most potent vaccination right. is getting infected yourself. It so, is true. It is true, Senator. It is a very potent way to protect. So when you're trying to tell us that kids need a third or a fourth vaccine, are you including the variability or the variable of previous infection in the studies? No, you're not. Because when you have approved vaccines in recent times and the committees that have approved it for children don't report anything on hospitalization or death or transmission. They only report that if you give them the jab, they'll make antibodies. And you can give kids hundreds of jabs and they'll make antibodies every time, but that does not prove efficacy. So what you're doing is denying the very fundamental premise of immunology that previous infection does provide some sort of immunity. It's not in any of your studies. Almost none of your studies from the CDC or from the government have the variable of whether or not you've been previously infected. So let's look at adults. I've had three infections. Should I get a fourth one? If you're gonna measure whether I get a fourth one, you need a a category that has a fourth one in it. And you need one that has nothing in it, no vaccine or the fourth vaccine. But you also need to know whether they've been infected. If you ignore whether they've been infected, you're ignoring a vaccine, basically. So you're ignoring a variable. So what you're giving us is this, the, you decry, and people decry vaccine hesitancy. It's coming from the gobbledygook that you give us. You're not paying attention to the science. The very basic science is that previous infection provides a level of immunity if you ignore that in your studies if you don't present that in your committees you're not being truthful or honest with us wow mm. did you notice uh, fauci looked at least there a little more humble no a little bit a little more humble mm-hmm. huh. Hmm. Huh. huh yeah i mean what's he gonna say you got taken to task and uh he just showed you that by your own words, you should have been you you should have been presenting these vaccines differently. You should have been honest with the American people and say that if you've been infected, that does provide some immunity to it. But they don't. No. They, they never talk about that. No. All they talk about are the continued vaccines and boosters. 
uh, and the people that, you know, you keep hearing that have had it, um, you know, like the president, he's had it more than I have. I haven't had a single yeah. vaccine, not not one, uh, you know. So mm-hmm. what 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 was that good for exactly? The other thing that is you know, Rand Paul's coming up in just a minute. I'd like to ask him this. The other thing is, is this mysterious death that seems to be going around all the world. There's a right. mysterious death glut that nobody can explain. Nobody can explain. And uh, you dare not get right. anywhere near an explanation that kind of makes sense. Right. Or you'll be canceled. Yeah. So uh, is anybody looking into that? Is anyone looking into that? I know the people that are are always canceled, mm-hmm. but there is something very, very wrong here. And I'd also like to ask uh, uh, Rand, um, you know, the the um, the deal with the vaccines and the government just went away. We're not buying any more of this vaccine. Mm. There is no there, nobody's interested in buying this vaccine. OK, <laughs> nobody. So now Moderna is facing massive losses because they've made all of this vaccine and now there's nobody to buy it. Isn't it weird that the same week that is is going on the president announces a new moonshot to get these mrna vaccines the people who own that which is moderna and the Mm -hmm. people we've been paying for their partners i believe literally in crime they're gonna get more money from the federal government to see if any of that technology can be worked to Cure cancer. And he did specifically cite mRNA technology yes. in the fight uh, against cancer. And the the company that owns that technology, owns it, mm-hmm. is Moderna. So they've got the patent on it. So guess who's going to be getting even more money? Is that just a mere coincidence? Find out in the next <laughs> exciting episode of Biden Theater. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Last night, it did a special on uh, the energy crunch, and I told you that we were going to give you answers. Those answers are coming uh, in just about 30 minutes from now. We've got a fantastic to-do list, things that you need to be engaged in and need to pass on to your friends uh, to make sure that you are standing for energy. Otherwise, we're in big trouble. Coming up. The Glenn Back Program. Hey, I'm your local mechanic, and I just hate it when you come in and have to have your car fixed. Thousands of dollars. Breaks me little heart to tell you that, especially I know you're running for gas. <laughs> but those parts, they would have been warrant on warranty, but now I don't even know. If I can get one, you know what I'm saying? Oh, what was me to have to bankrupt you? CarShield offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month. All you have to do is choose the mechanic to do the work, and CarShield administrators will handle the rest. Yeah, but wait, what? You can also count on CarShield to help take care of you when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. Lock in your price today and it will never go up. CarShield, they'll have your back. CarShield.com slash Beck. 
carshield.com slash back or call them at 800-391-8888 save 10 percent. check out my show pat gray unleashed every weekday 7 to 9 eastern or anytime and anywhere you get your podcasts Oh, everybody's famous Fauci nemesis. Uh, Rand Paul joins us now. Rand Paul, the senator from Kentucky. How are you, sir? Very good, Glenn. Thanks for having me. Um, You know, I I like this. Uh, You said yesterday, we've been asking you, and you refuse to answer whether anyone on the uh, vaccine committee gets royalties from the pharmaceutical companies. I asked you last time, and your response was, we don't have to tell you. When we get in charge... Uh, we're going to change the rules and you will have to divulge where you get your royalties from, from what companies have anyone on the committee has a conflict of interest. We're going to learn about it. I promise you that. Uh, wow. Uh, can, can you imagine, Glenn, if your local school board had a member of the school board who sold textbooks and didn't tell anybody? And then there was a bid for textbooks and he got the contract or she got the contract. Nobody in their right mind thinks that right. There is always, you always have to divulge where your money comes from if you're approving things. Particularly, Pfizer made $36 billion last quarter. I mean, for goodness sakes, uh, they should be chomping at the bit to reassure us that nobody on that committee is receiving royalties from either Pfizer or Moderna. And then we've got nothing. That was a month ago. And he quotes a law, and we've looked the law up. It's from 1980. It's called the Buy uh, Dole Law. And uh, we're going to try to fix it, but we'll have to amend the law. There's no reason in the world they should get to keep this a secret. Um, you know, I'm not against people getting royalties. If you invent something and you work for government, I'm kind of for that because people will stay in government uh, and not leave. Not everybody will leave government. But uh, I'm against you hiding that information. I wouldn't mind everybody leaving government. Myself. <laughs> that's <laughs> myself. another that's another discussion. So, um, you know, the 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 fear that many uh, conservatives have for independence and there's more and more independence than there are Republicans uh, lately. Um, they are all saying the same thing. If you guys just have hearings and it goes nowhere and nobody pays for the crimes, uh, it'll be the last time anybody pulls a lever for an R. Um, what power do you guys have if you take control? I'll give you an idea from my perspective. There are different committees and the committees have different rules. Certain committees have more subpoena rules, and many of the committees you have to have all of the Republicans vote to give you the subpoena power. Some of the committees I'm on have the biggest rhinos in the world, and I'll never be able to get subpoena power. Some of the committees I'm on, I might have the subpoena power. So this will weigh into our decision on which committee to take if we win. The other thing is this. Not only am I going to have hearings, not only will I have an investigation, I'm going to appoint a special investigator, which will likely be like a prosecuting attorney, a lawyer, but I'm also going to appoint a special investigating scientist to help that lawyer. Because so much of this is science, the scientists come in, bamboozle the lawyer, and the lawyer says, well, gosh, that's confusing. So we really need a scientist and a lawyer to oversee this. And we are going to find out about the origins, not only what happened, where it came from, but whether there was a cover-up afterwards. There's also the ancillary things of finding out 
who's getting what money from whom and who's on which committee. And there's also the idea of what kind of studies need to be done to help people make a decision who've either been vaccinated or had the disease or both to know what the truth is about do they need another vaccine? If you've had two vaccines and you've been infected, do you really need a third? Do you need a fourth, a fifth, a tenth? The data they're giving us is completely without any scientific uh, uh, probity. They, they are saying, oh, well, you make antibodies when we give you this. Well, that doesn't mean I need it. You can give me 100 vaccines and I'll make antibodies every time. It doesn't mean I need it. What you need to know is if I've had two vaccines and I've had COVID, is there any chance I'm going to the hospital or dying from this? And I think it's close to zero. So there's there's some other things that are really disturbing, uh, Rand, and that is we're now seeing an uptick of rare cancers, especially in the young, um, 18, you know, 40. And uh, doctors can't explain it. There's this uh, there's this glut of deaths that doctors just can't explain. Are, are any of these connected to the uh, vaccines? I don't know, but I do know that we should have an honest and open mind and study these things. And I do know that things with statistics are sometimes difficult. So, for example, uh, the death rate for COVID overall is about 0.3%. So that means really 99.7% of the people are going to survive. So when people say, well, I took this and I, I got better in three days and it must be because I took this. It's hard to know because I took nothing and I got better also. So, yeah, you have to look at large numbers. When the, when the mortality rate is so low, you have to have large numbers of people in each category to figure it out. It's the same with cancer. So we get cancer. And so if somebody gets it and had the vaccine, they in their mind say it was the vaccine. But it's, it's harder to prove than that. But we can statistically look at it. But you have to have large samples and you have to honestly look at it. Now, do I trust the CDC is honestly looking at this? No, I don't think they're, I think that they have preconceived notions, one, that everybody should be vaccinated. And this is why they don't release any data on whether or not people have also had COVID, because then people would, you know, if they had any inclination that maybe having had the infection with or without a vaccine was plenty of protection, that would dissuade them from doing what the CDC has agreed we should do. And that's just keep getting vaccinated all the time every year for this thing. Does, and uh, so, but those are things we have to push to find the truth. But it's does, not always easy to find the truth. Does Moderna still have the, uh, the MRNA technology uh, rights? That I don't know. And, uh, but that's worth looking into. I don't know the answer. To because that. I, I understand that uh, either this week or soon, uh, the government's going to stop buying the vaccine. And I thought it was uh, really interesting that the president went from we're going to cure cancer to we're going to slow cancer down in the next 15 years. And we want to invest in this mRNA um, technology to see if that won't uh, uh, help cure cancer. And I have no problem with that. Um, I just found it interesting that. Right around the time that uh, Moderna is getting off of the government teat on one thing, they're getting back on the government teat for another and the same technology. Is there anything there? Yeah, I'm, I'm not against using the technology and it might work for right. cancer. So I'm, that's where I am on that as well. 
as far as the government buying or owning uh, big and large chunks of uh, some kind of cure, some kind of treatment, it's a mistake because uh, then they control the usage of it. So, for example, the government approved the monoclonal antibodies under emergency use authorization. They called this an EUA. But when doing so, then they controlled how it was used. And so they said you can only use it as an outpatient. Well, I was getting calls from people all over the country said, I'm really sick and they think I'm going to go on a ventilator in the next day or two, but I want the monoclonal antibodies, but they won't give them to me because I'm already an inpatient. And I was like, that's absurd. You know, people are asking me, should I get discharged and go to the emergency room, get the monoclonal antibodies, and then let them bring me back across the curtain into the main hospital? I mean, but that was because the government owned them. So there's a big danger when the government owns things. The other thing that happened and wasn't talked about much on this is this was a billion-dollar, multi-billion-dollar subsidy for the big insurance companies. So 80% of us have health insurance. So when we go to get a vaccine, we either pay or our health insurance pays. But guess what? No matter how rich or poor you were, no matter whether had health insurance or not, you went in and the government paid. Somebody else paid. So the taxpayer paid. You paid premiums to your insurance company, and your insurance company didn't have to pay for treatment of COVID because we, we socialized the treatment. But really, in doing so, it became this massive gift to the health insurance companies. Do you believe that our government violated the Nuremberg uh, rules? You know, I don't, I don't, I I don't know. I, you know, the thing is, is I do think that, um, they violated every precept of the scientific method, uh, by being open and curious as to the origins of the virus, open and curious and level-headed and equal-minded as far as treatment. I think they brought bias and bigotry and preconceptions into everything. And because of that, you know, for example, I don't advise people to go out and take ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. But if I had been in the scientific committees, I would have studied both of them and I would try to study them objectively. They were so thoroughly trashed in the media that I don't think we got objective studies. Now, there have been studies outside the U.S. that are a little more objective, um, but it was all completely traded on Trump derangement syndrome because Trump mentioned something positive about one or both of those treatments. Nobody, the left didn't care. The left became consumed with they couldn't work because Trump was for them. And you will recall, at first, they said the vaccine wasn't going to work and you shouldn't take it. Cuomo and Newsom and all these Democrats were saying, don't take it. It's the Trump vaccine, you know, until they until it became their vaccine. Then it was everybody should take it. But, um, no, we, we, you got to stay away from letting the government make all the decisions. You need to disperse power and disperse decision making in healthcare, same as every other sphere. So a lot of us are, you know, concerned about we didn't learn any of our lessons from really anything. Um, the government hasn't, I should say. Uh, and now we're on the monkey pox and God knows what comes next. Are, are, are we as a people secure from our own government that we are not going to be forced to be parts of their medical experiments or, or things in the future? You know, We've had so many of these hearings where the left and the government comes forward and says, we want to dispel vaccine hesitancy. And I, I push back to them. I say, you realize why we're hesitant, because you're not being honest with right, us. Right. If you're honest with us and give us all the information, you know, people are self-interested. I don't want to die. If I if I get all the information and I think it's, it's better for me to take the vaccine, I will. I'm not adamantly opposed to taking the vaccine. In fact, for older folks, my uh, in-laws, 91 and 86, 
my wife got him the vaccine. My wife took the vaccine and she's about my age and healthy, but hadn't had COVID. I chose not to just because I'd had COVID. And I thought the evidence was strong, even initially that I would have immunity. And as it's gone on, it looks like I have at least as good as a vaccine, maybe twice as good as a vaccine. Mm -hmm. Um, So these decisions need to be made. But uh, we need to allow the, the freedom of people to, to make these decisions and to gain the information. And this has led to a great deal of distrust because people know, frankly, I mean, look at the, the, the most recent va- the vaccine that they're going to do now is brand new. It'll be Omicron mixed with the wild variety. So it'll be somewhat an updated vaccine. And you know who they tested it on? Eight mice. No humans. No human trial. No human efficacy trial, no uh, no exploration of whether there will be side effects. They tested it on eight mice. The mice made antibodies. So voila, you get you're going to get a vaccine tested on eight mice. Jeez, uh, Senator, please keep you keep up your fight on this. This may be the uh, the reason why you were sent to Washington. You are um, qualified to speak about it, and you know the bull crap that they are um, that they're shoveling and we wish you all the best on this and hopefully if there were crimes committed hopefully they will all go to jail absolutely we will not let go of this and the main reason to me is not only punishing those who have lied to us but making sure this doesn't happen again because Amen. there are viruses out there that have 60 percent mortality we could wipe out civilization as we know it if we allow this kind of research to continue. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky. Uh, it seems like a good idea at the time. Yeah. That's the title of life story of everybody who's ever gotten him or herself into up in the eyeballs of uh, credit card debt. It seemed like a good idea. If they are still haunting you, those credit card debts, now more than ever, You need to be looking to make every good financial decision you can. Save more, spend less, so that you and your family are protected from the economic storm. Uh, Honestly, the best thing you can do is get yourself out of debt. And if you have credit cards, oh my gosh, those things are going to become so incredibly expensive. Right now, I want you to call American Financing today. They've been doing, you know, home loans for people forever. and, uh, And they can help you. They don't work for the bank. They work for you. So please call them even just to find a way to raise your credit score, which is incredibly important right now. It's American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, Let me give you an update on something. Apparently, Visa, thank goodness, has been slammed by the news that they are updating their category codes to include gun sales. Um, We emailed um, their um, their people and asked for a statement. They gave us a statement that was ridiculous. So my executive producer asked for a definition, you know, of a few things and clarity on a few things. 
Well, their initial statement read, following ISO's decision to establish a new merchant category code, Visa will proceed with next steps while ensuring we protect all legal uh, commerce on the Visa network in accordance with our longstanding rules. So they clarified, but just they just um, did it in a long, longer post, but they didn't really say anything. Um, the the thing that should stand out to you is the cowardice of Visa and how they are repeatedly blaming the ISO as if they're beholden absolutely to some international standards organization. This goes back to the show we did recently on the United States inching closer and closer to international accounting standards. Do you remember that? New global accounting standards include scope three ESG standards following the carbon footprint across the entire supply chain. We found that the leftist dark money group Arabella was funding this initiative. Anyway, it's clear now that we are on board with all these international standards and coincidentally, all these standards further left wing agendas. They also, I found interesting, said multiple times that Visa was helping to promote legal transactions. What does that mean? Are firearms soon to be illegal? Let's get down to bass, uh, brass tacks here, Visa. None of your responses alleviate our concerns that these credit card companies are helping to build a gun registry and also block people from buying things that the elites or international elites think we shouldn't have. Your response makes all of this sound worse. The Glenn Beck Program.